Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Walk with me. Let's walk on what others are sinking in. Let's do it by faith. Are you becoming ordinary? The Bible says in Acts 5, the apostles performed many miraculous signs. I believe we're entering into a season where we're going to begin to see miraculous signs and wonders following the people. We used to follow signs and wonders. Now we follow the people. And God wants us to get back to following the signs. I'm sorry. We should be following the God of the signs and wonders and not just signs and wonders. And we need to get back to following the God that creates signs and wonders for his people to follow. And I believe we're stepping into a region, an era, where you're going to see the extraordinary take place in the lives of God's people. The Bible says... The church began to grow during times of great conflict here in Acts chapter 5. As a result, people would bring out their sick folk, lay them in cots and beds along the street. Think about it. A type of military hospital. And uh, waiting for the man of God, the apostle Peter, once a fisherman, now anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit. That his shadow may be, may be able to pass over those people and they will be healed. When I was going into the 10th grade, I had an opportunity to visit a service like this. Uh, in high school, I was going into the 10th grade, maybe the 10th grade. It was in 1980. And uh, I was going into the 10th grade in high school. I went to a service and in this particular service, a man had an aneurysm of the brain. It lost his ability to hold his uh, body secretions and they told him through the crowd and the man of God was so powerful that day uh, it was in the midweek service it was at night service and the power of God the power was so thick it's almost like you can cut it with a knife and I was spellbound I was in the 10th grade going to the 10th grade and I was I was spellbound uh, I don't know why but I asked my parents could I go to this revival I went by myself, I stayed for an entire week, and I was spellbound this particular night. While there, they toted this limp man's body to the man of God in the midst, and he spoke to this crowd, I mean, full of faith and power, and he said, I'm not going to lay hands on him, I believe God is going to allow my shadow to, to pass over him, and he's going to bring him back. And he came right out of this passage that I'm preaching to right now. And he said, in the name of Jesus, by the power that you placed on my life, bring him back in Jesus name. And he walked to where he walked to where his shadow passed the man. And when he did, the man threw up. He came up. He started throwing up. And the next thing he sat up and then he stood up and he started giving praise to God right before me, right before my eyes. Hallelujah. Now, 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 this is the kind of thing I'm, te- I'm speaking to believers. Well, the first thing I get people to say, well, I don't believe that. I don't believe you don't have to. It was for me to see. That's why he gave me the microphone, because I'm preaching to people who have faith to believe. You want to be a doubter? Be a doubter. Go ahead. You don't even believe in Corona. You believe it's all a hoax. 
You really? 90,000 people died? 90,000 folk dead since February? We're just cooking all of the numbers, all of these doctors and lawyers and folk, and everybody's cooking the numbers. It's all a conspiracy. If you want to believe that, then believe it. But what I'm saying to you, I believe as these people are dying, God is about to break forth in this city, in this region, and perform miracles so great. You can say it with me. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one like you. So when do we need miracles to take place? Right now. When should gifts operate? When you need them right now. And so if there's fear, we need faith. If there's darkness, we need light. If there's sickness, we need faith, power, and healing. And I decree it and declare it in Jesus' name. Glory, hallelujah. I'm glad I saw the power of God at work. So are you becoming ordinary? Are you being faded? Is your cush feeling amazing? Got a voicemail on my phone, a little breezy. I'm feeling X-rated. That's August Alcina, and I've been preaching this stuff for years, and everybody laughing. Are you desecrating the house? You saying it now? You saying it now? These young people are following these devices and these idols, and they're going crazy. After he did that, everybody says it's okay to hang out and do stuff that you know is not right in your soul. So I'm coming back. Are you faded? Are you common? Everybody doing what you do? Or are you extraordinary? Are you becoming average or commonplace? Do you believe God has called you to produce extraordinary? Personally, I believe God has called me to be different. Do you remember that last time somebody actually called you different? To tell you you really don't fit in here? A lot of times when that happens, people get upset and feel like uh, they're being marginalized. But I'm glad that I don't fit in every club. Most people live their entire lives as a complete stranger to themselves. Never really discover who they are. They just blend in. I'm a designer's original. I'm so unique. Nobody ever on the face of the earth has been made like me. They may be my same height but not my same shape. They may be my same color, but not my same mind. They may, they may, be, my, they may be my same weight, but they have hair on their head. <laughs> I'm different, was made different from my mother's womb, and I'm okay with being a designer original. And you should be different. God wants you to be extraordinary. And what he does to the ordinary is grace you with gifts. You're supposed to be different. You should say within yourself, I'm supposed to be different. Glory to God. So dare to manifest, to manifest distinction. Manifest your distinction. Thank you, God. Become very comfortable with manifesting your distinction. Yet it's not contrary to the church doctrine. So you can be distinct and different, but you will still align with the doctrine of the church. You're a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. And a peculiar people. You're a chosen generation. Which simply means God chose you for this season. Don't be faded. 
Don't be commonplace or ordinary because you were chosen for this time and we're living in unusual, unique times. Young people have access to things that they never had access for and that means they're eating of the forbidden fruit and they're tapping into knowledge before the maturity level takes place. And that's what's happening around the world. We have access to everything, but the maturity level isn't there. And so we go after all of these things. Young people are taking photos, young girls, of themselves and flashing them on Snapchat. While you got them in the room, okay, they're in their room on their phone. They're taking naked pictures, flashing them on Snapchat. It'll shock you if you saw it. And it only stays there for 24 hours or so. You'll be surprised with what's happening right now. This is what's going on in your house, and you better wake up. So I was chosen for this time to speak to it, to speak to cyberspace, to tell you to get up, go in the room, get up, go, get up, get up and go in the room and check out your child. And before you start talking about everybody, everybody else, everybody else, make sure you got your house together. It's easy to talk about society when your house is out of order. Make sure your house is right. You're a royal priesthood. You got to see this. God made you with your unique gifts for this time. And you got to be able to fit the moment. Love is always tied to the present moment. If I love you futuristically, I can hold back my love today. Say, I'll wait on you to mature before I give you my love. But love is about the present. It's always about here and now. It's about the generation that you're in now. It's about who's in your house right now. It's about the people that you influence right now. So I demonstrate the love in present tense. It's an action word for now. I can't hold my love and wait on you to get where you, I want you to be before I demonstrate it. I need to do it right now. And we need to show love to our community and this generation right now. Love is not always agreeing. Love says, you know what? You need to rethink your theology. You need to rethink what you're doing. You're chosen. Not only that, you're a royal priesthood, a kingdom of worshipers. I said it at 8 o'clock, you need to wave your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care for Jesus. And you need to do it with complete abandonment. When I worship, I don't worship for people. During this time of restricted movements, I wonder how many people are really worshiping. How many people are surrendering? Worship is not just, okay, I'm bobbing. I'm bobbing to some Christian music. It's surrendering your will in exchange for his will. What is his will? His will does not conflict with word. So you got to find what the word says about God's will. And there are times when God's word says submit to authority. I don't agree with it, Bishop. I don't agree with the authority. He still says submit. If Daniel, Daniel, you'll only see Daniel defying the authority when they told him he could not pray. Oh, you need to pray to this idol God. Daniel was in the midst of Babylon, learned their language, learned how to flow with them, learned their works, learned all of those things and became obedient to the king, even found favor with a Babylonian king. Glory to God. He ain't tried to destroy, dethrone the king. He ain't tried to do none of that. He was following the will of God, which wanted them to go into captivity for a certain period of time to learn all of that, that they can bring it back to Israel. This is what you got to understand about the totality of God. God knows what time it is. And we are a kingdom of priests, a royal priesthood of worshipers who are worshiping God in spirit and in truth. And when the worship goes up, the supernatural power is released. So wave your hand in the air like you just don't care. And you need to get the power in your life. 
Then we are a holy nation. Ah, holy nation. Sacred realms that God wants us to enter into. Sacred realms. Not just realms, but they need to be sacred. Well, what is the heart of God as it relates to, 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 to being sanctified and sacred? Follow what he says. Follow what God says. Holy Spirit will let you know what's sacred and what's not sacred. Sanctify yourselves. And this generation, the soul of America has been dipped into the pools of sin way too long. And what we need to do is start sanctifying ourselves. Getting back to our teaching. Don't stray too long. Come home. Sacred realms of believers. You are set apart. You're set apart. You're set apart from the world. You're set apart from the world. You're in the world, but not of it. And you can't act like you're not in it because you're in it, but not of it. You need to be in it and still be distinct. In it, still flow. Love God, still flow with the world. Set apart by walking in sanctity and sanctification, but yet honoring God and getting along with your fellow man. And then we are peculiar people, a special society. And this society is not exclusive to anybody. Anyone can come in as long as you come through the blood of Jesus. You don't have to pay money to get in this society. All you got to do is repent and ask him to forgive you of your sins. And you're made whole. Thank you, God. Jesus will come into your life and he will set you free. Every young person needs to hear that. Jesus will set you free. He'll set you free from sin and then he'll set you free from your flesh. Because it is your flesh that's more of an enemy to God than Satan himself. It is your desires. And the flesh wars against the spirit. Wars that's always fighting. Devil is not always fighting. He's defeated. The devil is under your feet. The devil is gone. But it's the flesh, your desires. Not the bone and the sinew. The way your mind works. The way you buck authority. That's what God is after. Hallelujah. And it's always warned against the spirit. Well, if y'all can't tell, I'm already gone, right? I'm preaching my heart out. I'm preaching. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. I'm gone. This is the era of the extraordinary. This is it. Your time has come. If you desire to be used of God, your opportunity has come. Your set, I decree, your set time has come. And God is going to help you to be extraordinary through uh, allowing you to operate in the gift of faith. I believe healing is going to be known here at this church. You're going to see it happen. Glory to God. I'm decreeing and declaring that we're stepping into that era now. Thank you, God. Healing will take. People will come here to be healed. Glory to God. I wonder why I met Benny Hinn years ago, year 2000. Why did I meet Benny Hinn 20 years ago? Well, it's my time now. It's my time. It was his time then. It's my time to be looking at blowing on folk and they fall out. It's my time to wave at folk and they blow up. It's my time to lay hands on the sick and they recover. It's my time to say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you and God raised them up. Glory to God. Feel the Holy Ghost. This is my time. Actually, I'm setting. I'm, I believe God wants me to decree it. The sons of Issachar knew the times and knew what to do. I'm making an announcement. We've stepped into an era where you're going to see miracle signs and wonders. Follow them which believe. In my name, they will come. Oh, God. In my name, they'll cast out devils. In my name, these minds will be made whole. In my name, sick bodies will be healed. Glory to God. Thank you, God. Faith.
power, healing, and the working of miracles. There are three categories, glory to God, or three distinct contexts or circumstances in which faith will be exercised. Glory to let your faith rise. I feel the Holy Ghost in my legs and in my feet. Even now, somebody's legs that's been paining you, the, the glory of God is coming upon your life right now and God is pushing out this disease in your feet. He's pushing out the stuff that's in your body. Stuff is being straightened out now. It's coming out of your feet. This claw that's in you has to go. There are three categories, three distinct contexts or circumstances in which faith is exercised. Number one, we have what we call converting faith. Converting faith. It is the kind of faith that we all have been given a measure of. For every man has been given a measure of faith that when the gospel, this is what God graced you with, so no one has any excuse. I don't believe. I just don't believe that. I just don't believe that God has given you enough faith even for the atheists to believe the gospel. You make the decision on whether you're going to go with God. Scripture says every man has been given a measure of faith. It's called converting faith. Just enough faith to believe Jesus. Faith cometh by hearing. We're going to get to that in, the, uh, the, in, the, in a moment. But there's enough faith for you to hear the gospel and to believe the gospel. And God can take, take your sin away and give you eternal life just like that. Because every man has what we call converting faith. Thank you God. It is that kind of faith that helps you to experience the new birth. To be transformed or translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And as an ambassador for Christ, I decree and declare that hundreds of you are going to begin to come back to Jesus. Thousands of you are going to begin to come back to Jesus. Thousands of you are going to begin to come back to Jesus. You can't, he's married to you. You can't, you can't stray away from God. You can't do what you want to do. God's going to always arrest you. You will never be satisfied. Hallelujah. God is hunting for you. He leaves the 99 and go after you. You leave the four, he'll leave 99, go into the mountains. He'll, he'll go after you. He will arrest you. Glory to God. You're bought with a price. You'll never be on your own. Glory to God. My daughter could not walk uh, this year uh, for some reason because of the coronavirus. All of that is shut down. And I decreed to her on last night, God wanted you to stay home. That's why nothing is new under the sun. You need to really buckle down for the glory that wants to, God wants to do. The things that he wants to do in your future, you were moving too fast. Your whole generation are moving too fast. You know more than your parents. You have never tasted desperate though. And you think you know more than us. God wants you to slow it, slow it down. You got to slow your mind down, your activities down. Get your head together. You got more knowledge than you have experience. That when you, your head knowledge is greater than your experience, it's like you're over your skis. <laughs> you got a big head, you're over your skis, you're going to just topple over. As soon as you take height, you go right over because you got to keep your feet grounded. That's why he's slowing you down. Converting faith. The second level is what we call continuing faith. Continuing faith. It's the kind of faith we exercise on a daily basis. 
It's how you express your life. Your, your, you express your dependence and your reliance on God. Total reliance and confidence in God. It's that what we call continuing faith. Faith cometh by hearing. This is the faith that you build. This is the faith that you get when you hear the word of God, like while I'm preaching right now. Why do we need to go to church? Why do we need to gather? Because you need to do what Jesus says. That's what he says. Well, Bishop, things will never be the same in the church. Says who? This is not the first time a pandemic has showed. Who made you the prognosticator? This is not the first time a pandemic has ever hit. It hit Egypt. He delivered his people, separated his people out of Israel, out of Egypt, even that the world is a type of, he brought his people into distinction through plagues. What are you talking about? That God is not intimidated with plagues. He allows things to happen. The scripture even says the earth is groaning. The earth is groaning. It, it was groaning since Adam's sin. The earth is groaning awaiting the manifestation of sons of God. God wants sons to rise. When sons get in their rightful place, when they connect with God's plan, you'll see the earth calm. All she's saying is, when am I going to be delivered? When am I going to feel my salvation? All of y'all been set free by Jesus, but I'm still in bondage. Glory to God. And that's why we need continuous faith. Continuing faith. Faith cometh by hearing. As he spoke to Joshua when Moses died. Joshua, son of Nun, take my people over the Jordan. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. But God, what are you talking about? I'm not Moses. Don't worry about that. And this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night and have good success. In other words, I need you to confess the word. You confess the word. You, no additives, no preservatives. Confess the word and build your faith and it will help you to continue. I'm just now walking into some things that God promised me 20 years ago. You know why? Because of continuous faith. I have faith that took me through the first year with no manifestation. The second year with no manifestation. The fifth year with no manifestation. The twelfth year with no manifestation. The eighteenth year. The nineteenth year. And in the twentieth year of the reign. God carried me out in the spirit and opened things up that I can stand. Hallelujah. Every one of you need continuous faith. You need to believe God when things go wrong believe God when you can't see him believe God when it looks like pain is racking in your own body believe God when you see death all around you believe God when you get a pink slip believe God when it looks like hell and hot water is breaking in your life and all of a sudden God busts a move in your life God starts working things out and all things work together for the good Woo, Jesus I need that continued faith. That continuing faith helps me to move on forward. And thou shalt go on forward. After a setback, thou shalt go on forward. After I don't know what I'm doing, God shall make you go on forward. After everybody walks away and you're left alone. And you cross the fort of Jabbok. And you wrestle with an angel all night. No, I can't let you go until you bless me. That's what's happening right now. Some people have been left alone, but God said, wrestle with me. Hold on to me and say, I won't let you go until you bless me. I tried it on my own and my name is still Jacob, trickster. I'm still trying to get over on other people, but God helped me to become pure in my heart. Oh, Jesus. I need continuing faith. 
the kind of faith that was delivered unto the saints. Contend for this faith, not some new faith, the kind of faith that the prophets worked with, the kind of faith, glory to God, that those in Hebrews chapter 11 worked with, the kind of faith that Abraham had, the kind of faith, glory to God, that Abel had, and he offered up a pure sacrifice unto the Lord. The kind of faith that Enoch had, and he walked with God until he was not seen in the earth. Woo, Jesus. And we need to have that kind of continuous faith. The faith that I'm going to talk about today, though, is charisma faith. It is the charismatic faith that God wants to release in your life. This is the faith with power. It's beyond being sustained. This faith attracts immediate power. This faith will attract the power of God and the resources of God. This is the kind of faith that Isaac had. In a year of famine, Isaac profited a hundredfold while everybody else was starving because of this kind of faith. This is the kind of faith where jobs are going out. 30, 30 million people aren't working. God still sustains you and helps you to prosper during this time. Thank you, Jesus. I decree and declare it in the name of Jesus that this faith is rising up in the people of God. This faith is not coming down. It's already in you. It's a gift that he gave you, a gift that will sustain you in the midst of a storm, a gift that will help you to prosper. Hallelujah. When other things are dry, your fields will be white. This is the kind of faith that draws in the Ark of the Covenant or the presence of God. I decree and declare your name spiritually. Now is Obed-Edom. Hallelujah. Obed has the presence of God in his house. Before the presence got there, everything was going wrong but because of the presence it doesn't matter what's happening around you it doesn't matter what's going on in the world God will make you prosper now Woo, Jesus this is the kind of faith that we need I don't know what's happening to me right now but I'm preaching the gospel glory to God let your faith come on I thought I would teach this message but I hear the Holy Ghost saying he wants to pull the faith that's in you he's pulling it out of you he's squeezing you until it comes out hallelujah that's why you feel so uncomfortable because God is trying to get you to believe on another level God is trying to get something to you that you never had God is trying to take you to a place that you've never been glory to God let me know you understand let me know come on clap your hands and give him the glory The charisma faith is what we need right now. Mark 11 and verse 22, have faith in God. Let me stop right there. Stop putting faith in faith. Because people that put faith in faith only believe God for stuff. But put faith in God. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Don't just seek the things. Because there's a faith that can get you stuff. But the faith that I'm talking about today. Put your faith in God. Seek first. Jesus said seek first the kingdom. Or God's way of doing things. God's way of doing things is written in his word. It is not contrary to the word. Neither is it contrary to our ancestors that followed God. 
which means if Paul came back, he would agree with you. If Peter walked the aisle, he would say, this is God. If Peter can't say it, it's not God. Because God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. His method may change, but the principle remain the same. Thank you, Jesus. That's why we must contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And this is the faith that they had. While they were being sawed asunder. While they were being put on crosses and turned upside down. They put their faith in God. Ooh, Jesus. I wonder how many of us would follow Jesus if we were really being persecuted. If we were really being persecuted. I'm not talking about going through a tough time. I'm talking about being persecuted. Call his name. Like those girls on, in Columbine. When boys walked into school and said, you believe in God? Yeah. Boom. Shot her head off. To the next girl. That's who I'm looking at now. She just saw a friend get shot down. Do you believe in God? Looking at the what happened to a friend. It's easy to say, no. I could be like Peter. He'll still love me. I could deny him three times and get over. She looked at her friend's body blown up. Said, I believe God. And they kill her too. I wonder how many of us would make a distinction then to whether we want to go with God or not. Thank you, Lord. Put your faith. Obviously, the girl didn't have her faith in stuff. She had her faith in God. Woo, Jesus. And sometimes I can hear him singing around the throne. I can hear him singing. I can hear him singing. Every time I hear Israel's song, Hosanna. Hallelujah. Every time I hear it, I can hear the children singing that were killed. Slaughtered in schools, glory to God. Right before our eyes. And we're so lackadaisical. We don't understand that these times are dark times. That's why we need faith, glory to God. We need power and we need healing. Not just physical healing. There's some mental disorders that's taking place right now. There's some people being seduced by the evil one. And it's messing with their brains, glory to God. And God wants to heal that as well. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just give him praise. I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't need to have a rhythm. One thing that's being, I'm being delivered from is I don't have to preach because people say yes. I preach because he's given me a message. And it's okay to take a break, a praise break. And I just have to give him thanks. Thank you, Jesus. You kept my children, Lord. You blessed my children. You kept our church. I'm so grateful. I see a lot of carnage around us and I'm grieving, Lord. But I have to give you thanks. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Every once in a while, take a moment and just give him thanks. You may not have what you want, but you thank him for what you have. He's been real good to all of us. Thank you, Lord. So you put it, if you're Facebook Live, let me know. Thank him for what? Your family, your job, your health, your healing. Thank him for keeping your mind safe. Put it in the box and let me see it. I'm talking today about the gift of faith, the charisma faith. 
The gift of faith is not normal faith. It is the supernatural faith that God is releasing. It gives it to each and every one of us. Thank you, God. He doesn't always manifest healing, but there are times when you need supernatural faith. It is this, uh, this supernatural faith that helps you to get over humps. This faith is given when there's special needs or when there's unique opportunities. God will give you the faith to believe him to make it happen. For some of you, you don't know why you've been able to be successful. You possess this gift. It arises, this faith arises to do the following. Number one, it sustains those that receive it in times of persecution, hardship, intimidation, and danger. On the job, you're going through intimidation, persecution, hardship. When things are imminent, danger is imminent, imminent danger. This faith rises up. For instance, Daniel in the lion's den. He was cast into a lion's den. These lions would tear his flesh. That's what they were designed to do. But when he got in there, God shut the mouth. Which means the lions came to him close enough to smell him. He had to stand in the midst of this den. While these lions are circling, but their mouths wouldn't open because he shut them off. Is the look danger in the face coming so close to you, but his mouth is shut? <laughs> and I just decree and declare that many of you, you're in it right now. You feel it. You feel that you're in a den or someone that you're close to is in it. But I'm decreeing and declaring by faith in the name of Jesus that the mouth of this lion would not tear their flesh up. I want you to put your faith in God now because man can't get this done. Only God can do it. And wherever she is and wherever he is, the lion would not tear up their flesh. And I need you to start releasing it like that. When you're in your quiet time, you need to talk to God about the lion's den. That's when this faith comes alive. When you're placed in a situation where you're persecuted, there's imminent danger. There's intimidation. God will allow this faith to rise up, which will shut the mouth of the lion. Thank you, God. Woo. It is also the faith that gives us, uh, gives those, gives to us those who operate in extreme levels of power. In other words, if God is trying to get healing to you, he will first pump up your faith, then release the power for the healing. You don't just get the healing. He has to pump up the faith and then the power is released to heal. Thank you, God. And even now, I'm decreeing and declaring. He's showing me a connection with healing and faith. Hallelujah. Uh, a connection with healing and the release of power. Thank you, God. In other words, if you're going to build a house, there are three things that you need. Number one, you need structural. Number two, you need mechanical. Number three, you need electrical. 
Now, many people will look at a house and see the structure, say that's beautiful. But if there is no mechanical, if there's no way of, of, of a dryer having the duct outside or AC unit being run, okay, you will have a miserable house up in there, especially during the summer times. So you need structural and then you need mechanical. But you also need that which you can't see. It's called the electrical. And you have to have points in the house to access the power. A vacuum cleaner is designed to suck up dirt, but if you can't access the power, you can be using your muscle all day, but it won't do its job. And many of us have been trying to do things in our families and in our lives without accessing the power. But today, God is saying, now I'm giving you the faith that will release the power. You will access the power and you'll watch it heal. He's going to suck up some dirt that's in your life. He's going to wash some counters clean, glory to God, through the power. You're going to be able to flow. The light is going to come on where it was dark in some room. The light is going to come on where you can see that stuff that's in the corner. Hallelujah. You can see the mold that's been growing and you can get rid of it before it takes over your whole house because you access the power of God not your power not your it's not by your power your might but by the spirit of God thank you God hallelujah and God is releasing the faith now and so I'm going to decree and declare it that the power is increasing the faith is increasing and it will attract the power at the level that you need it you're going to get the amps that you need to deal with this Glory to God. Some of you need a whole lot of amps. And then others, all you need is a little battery. And you can keep on going. Need it ever ready. But God is going to give you the access to get the power you need. Some of us need a whole lot of power to get the devil off of our back. God's going to give you a lot of power right now. You may get your hair singed when I send this surge. You may have your ears smoking when I give you this surge. You may, your clothes may be shaking when I give you this surge. But you're going to get the power you need to get that monkey off your back who I want to say it so bad touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor to get that monkey off your back well point at your neighbor and tell your neighbor to get that monkey off your back thank you God Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. As the Apostle Paul did, certain uh, people, certain people can recognize and use objects for being healed. Peter, it was a shadow. For Paul, he took up his shirt, cut it in his apron, and cut it into handkerchiefs. And as he passed them out, the faith level rose. The power was in the handkerchief and when it was laid on people even demons had to come out of them. Thank you God. I just believe that God is about to make a move here. Whoo Jesus hallelujah. I believe it's happening even now. Paul had this unusual the Bible said it was unusual miracles. Let me go back. This is right there in Acts chapter 5. Hallelujah. I love that the apostles verse 12 performed many miracle signs and wonders unusual. Then it went on to say what happened to Paul uh, to Paul. It says he did unusual miracles. Even his handkerchiefs glory to God was passed out 
and bodies were healed. You're going to see it happen now. This is our time, chosen generation. This is your time, royal priesthood. This is your time, holy nation. This is your time, peculiar people. Thank you, Lord. It is God given special faith for supernatural results. God given special faith for supernatural results. Specific to every situation. That's what I love about Jesus. When he healed, he never healed people the same way. Sometimes he sent his word. Be it unto you according to my word. By the time you get home, things will be different. Then there are times when Jesus would visit the home. The Bible says he lingered and didn't go into Bethany when, this, when Mary and Martha called for him. Their brother Lazarus was sick. But he lingered. He waited. And for some of us, we don't know how to work with God when he doesn't move when he won't, we want him to move. But there are times for him to get all glory, honor, and praise. He'll linger until everything dies so he can become the resurrection. A lot of us try to fix stuff on our own, but sometimes we just need to hold back and let God be God. And he lingered, but when he went into Bethany, he visited the home. Actually, the young man had died, Lazarus, his friend had died, and they put him in a tomb. The Bible said, and he groaned in his spirit. And I hear him groaning now, hallelujah. He knows your plight. He knows the situation. I hear God, I got to get to him. I'm about to heal him. I feel their pain. That monkey's on their back. I know their pain and their sorrow. And I've come down. I heard the cries of my people by reason of their taskmasters. And I've come down to deliver them. Oh, God. Glory to God. God groans when we groan. Hallelujah. And he's coming down to deliver his people. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This gift of faith is neither saving faith nor general faith. It's not converting faith or continuing faith. It is charisma faith. It's extraordinary uh, mountain-moving type faith. As Jesus said in the book of Mark, have faith in God. If you say to this mountain, be moved, it shall be moved. What is the mountain for you? You're unemployed? That's a mountain for you. You have an incurable disease? That's a mountain for you. You got a bad relationship? That's a mountain for you. You got something going on in your life? That's a mountain. But you need to have faith in God because he can wipe it away. <laughs> Glory to God. Why did God let me see a man that had an aneurysm at the brain? Why did he allow me to see that? Why would he allow me to see in my early youth miracles, signs, and wonders? Why, when I'm in Israel, out of all of the people there, I'm walking along the Via Della Rosa, and here comes Benny Hinn walking across my path. I said, Benny! He turned around. Whoa, that is Benny Hinn. Had a chance to work with him, to not work with him, but to speak to him. He gave me his home number, and the Holy Spirit told me, do not call him. That is not the purpose of you meeting him. I just wanted you to see that I can transport you in any place at any given time when your season comes. But Benny Hinn is not your source. I am your source. 
Amen. I'm glad God told me that lesson. I put the number in my pocket and never called it. I'm putting my faith in God, not in men. Hallelujah. I believe God wanted me to meet the man because he's trying to show me the scope of what he wants to do in this region. Some examples of this faith, and I'll close with this. In Acts chapter 9, verse 36. Acts chapter 9, Dorcas restored to life. At Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. But it happened in those days that she became ill or sick and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. And since Lydda was near Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him, employing him not to delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. Ah, yes, Lord. And when he had come, they brought him to the upper room. He climbed the staircase. And all the widows stood by him, weeping, showing the tunics and the garments which Dorcas had made while she was alive. Verse 40. But Peter put them all out. I want to stop right there. Now I want you to see the scene. Here's a dead body laying there. And the woman was loved in the community. But everybody standing around the dead body. Was only talking about what she did while she was alive. With no faith to believe that God could do the impossible. And there's a whole lot of us in here today. That only see things through the natural. We have never elevated and gone to the upper room. Glory to God. We've never really obeyed God when he told his disciples, go to Jerusalem. And I want you to go to the upper room, which is really on Mount Zion. And I want you to tarry there until you endure with power from on high. We're still on the first level. We're still on the first level, listening to voices and stuff in our world, but really never elevated. Never elevated to the, the human logic. Human intellect is on the first floor with all of the smog and the folk and the stuff that's going on. That's man-made or man-grown on the first level. But God wants you to pass that and pass the second level to go to the upper room. Yeah. Glory to God. There's a lot of distraction on the lower floors. Glory to God. You can hear all of the honking, all of the sirens that's in the community. But God wants you to go to the upper room. She's placed in the right position, yet she's dead. At the same time, people who don't have the right mentality are in the upper room. Grieve downstairs, but up here we need to have faith. She's in the right place to be delivered, but got the wrong people around her. And many of you, you're in the right place, but you've gotten the wrong people around you. They're talking all that noise, all up in your ear, talking that stuff I ain't trying to hear. You got to get them out of the room, hallelujah. Look at the word, but Peter put them all out. 
If I did it today, oh, what kind of bishop, what kind of bishop is that to put us out while we're grieving? What kind of man, what kind of man of God would do that? This kind of man of God would do it because I'm operating on another level of faith. I believe God can take that which is dead and make it rise. And Peter put them all out. Look at this. He knelt down and prayed. He didn't stand. He went up, but he came down. A lot of us go up and we feel like because we're up in our intellect or up in our vision, we need to be up in our prayers, but you need to kneel in your prayer. The Lord actually spoke to me and said, I don't want you to pray into me anymore while driving in your car in the morning. I need you to get in the secret place. God, what is the secret place? He said to me, for you, Merton, the secret place for you is to find an altar in your house and I need you to kneel before me. So every morning I've been kneeling before the Lord, glory to God. And I would invite you to create a place in your house where you kneel and humble yourself when nobody else is around. And if you start talking to him, he's going to talk to you. And he's going to show you what needs to be put out of your life. You may think everything should be in the upper room, but not so. There's some people you love you'll have to walk away from. There's some stuff that you want to do. That you made yourself or that you made for others. And it will have to go as well. Look at the word here. I'm preaching. And knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body he said. Notice he prayed to God. Got a word, an unction in the spirit while he's talking to God. While on his knees he shifted. Many of us shift to the problem before we pray to God. But you need to be able to pray to God and then shift to the problem. Talk to God. Have faith in God and then shift. And when he looked at the dead body, because he had talked to God first, he came at her in a different way. I'm reminded of John, one of his fellow comrades. In Revelations 4, the spirit of God came to John and said, come up here and I will show you things to come. Peter had that same kind of revelation. Come up here. You got in the right position, but I need you to talk to me first. Then you can speak to the dead issue. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. Hallelujah. Look at the word. And she opened her eyes. She fluttered her eyes. Uh, and the Bible says that when she saw Peter, in other words, she fluttered her eyes and then she leaned toward the voice. And when she saw Peter, hallelujah, she wasn't looking around. I heard your voice. I heard you call my name. So when I rise, I ain't looking for nobody else to confirm me. This is what's happening right now. People are listening to the voices that agree with them. But when you really arise, you listen to the voice that woke you up. And we are assigned to voices. Whose voice are you assigned to? Tabitha came out of a dead state, looked at Peter and turned to him. Look at the scriptures. Glory, hallelujah. She opened her eyes when she saw Peter. She sat up. Then he gave her, look at this, he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her. Notice, Peter is not only the one who called her by the Holy Ghost and she arose, but then he gave her her strength. 
Her strength didn't come from the people that knew her. It came from the one that God used to wake her up. And many people don't know what to do when God starts working. When God starts working, you need to start developing alliances with the people that you're committed to. The people who are actually called by God. Not people who agree with you. Not people walking around talking about, look what they did for me. Look what they did for me. Your proselytes, you got to find the voice. That while you out of darkness or in darkness, they called your name. You heard your name. Open your eyes. Turn your head to them. Then he took his hands and lifted her up. When she gained strength, he then called the rest of them. Because she, if she was in a weakened state, she'd have been looking. Who called me? Did you call me? Who should I follow? What should I do? When they got up there, she was still tied to Peter. Even when he left, she was still following his doctrine. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. And this is the problem with healers. Everybody is not a healer. And you got to get with the voice that God has signed you to. I'm preaching. I'm done now. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you, Jesus. And I need to pray a prayer over your prayer of healing. A prayer of healing in the name of Jesus. I may have to finish the rest of it. It may be the shortest message ever on Wednesday night. But I got to give you two more things on Wednesday. I'm praying for healing in Jesus' name. If you have a sickness in your body, believe God. For some reason, I keep seeing bone issues. I'm talking about like cancer of the bone, hip joints. Diseases of the blood. That God is healing in the name of the Lord. So, Father, your word declares that the prayer of faith will save the sick and that the Lord will raise them up. And if there's any sins, you will forgive them. So forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For sometimes sin can block our healing. So I come against unforgiveness in the name of the Lord. We choose to forgive everybody that harmed us and hurt us. Everybody who caused our demise. I come against unforgiveness. I come against resentment in the name of the Lord. Secret resentments. I come against the spirit of anger and wrath in the name of Jesus. It hinders our flow. I come against any disdain against a loved one, a relative, especially aunties and uncles, rustic grandfathers, cousins who violated us. I come against those sins of the flesh, taking advantage of young kids. I come against it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Things that we can't talk about, but it hinders our flow. I come against breast cancer, which is directly tied to a relationship with a young girl and an auntie or a mother that they have problems with. Today, heal us of our unforgiveness. So the lumps in us would dissipate. You varying cancer, I come against you. Unforgiveness has given you a stronghold, resentment and anger. I come against you in Jesus' name.
fibroids. Every lump dissolve in Jesus' name. Father, I decree that our bodies are your temple. Our bodies are your temple. You, see, you do not live in temples. You do not live in man-made cathedrals. You've called us to gather there. But you live in physical bodies. And you cause us to gather, Father. Thank you for that. So since we are your temple, clean house. Clean us up, God. Clean our mind. Clean our mentalities. Clean our hearts. Heal your temple. We present this to you wholeheartedly. Heal the temple that you dwell in. Even by the blood of Jesus. And God, I pray that you will comfort your people. Even during times of suffering, and some of us have been suffering for a long time, but comfort your people. Give us such confidence in the power of your grace, in the power of your blood, faith in the blood, and the power that comes through faith for healing. That even when we fear, when fear arises in us, that we may put our whole trust, confidence, and reliance on you. And Father, I decree and declare that cancer, diabetes, osteoporosis, blood disorders in the name of Jesus, of all types, of all, of all kinds, diseases that attack the blood, and the bone marrow that's not producing white blood. I thank you, Holy Ghost, by faith. I thank you that the claw of the enemy must be released. I decree and declare that the enemy's claw has been caught and he must pay sevenfold. This thief of health must pay sevenfold back to the flesh. So add years to the lives of your people. Help us to live to where our great-grands will be able to see the manifold grace of God. We will see our great-grand stand in a holy place. Whew. I decree, declare that AIDS has to die in Jesus' name. Chronic blood disorders must go in the name of Jesus. You suffered, you were wounded for our transgressions and bruised, for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon you. And with your stripes, Holy Spirit, we are healed. I call forth healing now in the name of Jesus. Let thousands sense the glory of God in their flesh. In the name of Jesus. Ela, Ela, Lama Tabatanai. My God, why have you forsaken us? But you have turned your heart back to your people. And I decree, as it were, a key unlocking the door of impossibilities and those that are in the dungeons oh god claustrophobic with disease and disorders are rising up those doors are opening now and they're coming out of the dungeons into the bright light of hell 
even by the power of your blood in Jesus name so I decree that grandmama's healed mama is healed father is healed granddaddy is healed husband is healed wife is made whole daughter is made whole structure is coming back glory to God son is being made healthy again mental disorders are coming back into divine order in the name of Jesus and I decree and declare it hallelujah that your people will be restored it has been a real joy to share the word of God with you a special thank you to those who care for this ministry no amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.